0: So this exciting episode is all about raising your fees. Okay, I know if we all could raise our fees, that would just be so amazing. And I've brought on a guest that's gonna show us how to do this and you are gonna love this. I am so excited. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Coaches Co-Pilot podcast today. On board this flight, we will be serving tools, tips, tricks, and strategies so you can have success working just 15 or 20 hours a week. I'm your co-pilot, Nicole Bandis, founder and CEO of Virtual A-Team, a boutique online business management agency. Now please fasten your seatbelts and join us for this short flight to help you grow a thriving coaching business around your life. Hi Jan, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on board, but okay, we've known each other for a little while now, but I got to ask because the listeners out there might not know who you are. So who the heck are you?
1: Good question, Nicole. Thanks for asking. I'm Chan Wallen. I'm a Raise Your Fees mentor. I'm the author of the number one best-selling book, Raise Your Fees Without Losing Clients, Five Simple Steps to the Income You Want. And I'm so excited that it reached number one on Amazon. Now, I've been doing this working with business to business companies and consultants and coaches and speakers, raising their fees and revenue for more than 20 years. Um, The clients who work with me raise their fees as soon as the next time they talk to their clients. I'm all about fast results.
0: Well, and you know what, in these day and age, we, we need that quick win. So that's, that's huge for sure. But what made you decide to kind of focus on this? I mean, of all the things that you could do, you've got a, you know, quite a resume there. Why did you decide on this?
1: Good question. Yeah, well, during the pandemic, I took a sabbatical. I really stepped away from my business, and that really be, being away for a while, more than longer than a vacation, for example, made it possible for me to think of some things that really were important to me. And what I realized was, it's always concerned me that entrepreneurs under charge and don't know how to ask for uh, more money or increase their proposal, you know, the size of their proposals. Or So I decided, you know, since it's bothered me for so long, I'll do that. Now, my career has always been in sales and marketing. I started in corporate And then worked for a global consulting firm before I started my own business. So I've had experience in many situations, raising my fees, uh, asking for a promotion, proposing larger engagements. And that's where I decided I really would make a difference for people if I can show them how to raise their fees.
0: Mm, Yeah. Okay. But if we're being totally honest and transparent here, there are a lot of coaches out there that work with people on how to raise their fees. So, what's the best place to place to start? how How should somebody pick an expert? and what questions maybe should they be asking the expert?
1: Good question. Um, the The best place to start is with yourself. Think specifically of your situation and why you want to raise your fees. And also when you raise your fees, what will that do for you? How will that change your life? And how will it change your view of yourself? Um, And then once you know that, start thinking about your clients and what can you do that really brings value to them? One thing, for example, is talk to your clients. A lot of people say think this, this sounds backward, but talk to your clients first and ask them, what will be most helpful for you in your area? For example, if you help people um, with sales and revenue, what will be most helpful to you? Or is it um, keeping their employees, retaining talent? A lot of companies now are having a hard time hiring people or keeping people. Ask them, what. how can I help you with that? That way, you're they're telling you what they want you to help with. Mm, yeah. when you when you do it that way, it's it's a lot easier, first of all, to have them as a client and then to be able to work out fees that were, are the same as the value you bring to them.
0: For sure, because people are going to pay more if you're providing the service that they specifically are in need of. You know, if you, if they're trying to kind of like, well, okay, this might be, this might meet my needs, um, possibly then, you know, they're only going to be willing to, to invest a certain amount of money. But if they're like the, oh my gosh, this, the, here's a great example. So I just started a, um, a program called run like clockwork. It is a Mike Michalowicz based program. He has a book called clockwork. And there are other tools and systems out there that teach business owners how to structure their business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've looked at many of them before and I'm just like, uh eh. okay. But when I found the run like clockwork program, it has a very large price tag mm-hmm. and it hit every single box for me. This was a no brainer for me. I mean, the only, the only challenge was trying to convince my husband that I wanted to spend this kind of money on my business, (laughs) you know, but, uh, but as far as the decision, it was a hundred percent. This is what I need. It was Mm -hmm. a perfect fit. And I was willing to pay that high fee for that.
1: And that's partly because you already knew you'd thought about yourself and how you can help your clients and what, and then you wanted a program that would do all those things for you. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I knew what I needed and they met that need are uh, meeting that need. And so it was a no brainer.
1: There's another, another thing quickly that, that is different. <laughs> when I work with my clients on raising their fees, we always start with where they're at, where you're at. I don't have a canned program that I give to everyone, and I certainly don't have a long involved program. It's not going to take you three months or six months or a year before you can raise your fees. Mm. We start, and I have a value framework of five simple steps, and that makes it pretty straightforward. So you make progress, you get there fast.
0: So, is this is there more to this than just the nuts and bolts of okay? Well, now I'm going to arbitrarily say I'm you know maybe I was charging you know five hundred dollars an hour now I'm going to charge seven hundred and fifty dollars an hour. I mean,
1: what goes into this? Really good question. This is the thing you want to start. You want to start talking about and thinking about the results you help your clients get. I have a, a a motto when you talk about outcomes your income goes up. Mm, That's a great model. (laughs) So when you talk about outcomes, your income goes up. So start thinking of and talking about the results you help your clients get. Not only because someone charges X per hour and you want to charge double that. That's not coming from the place where people will want to work with you. So start with What are you helping your clients achieve? If you're helping them save time or save money or even more, bring more money into the company, they're going to be more likely to raise your fees when you're doing those kinds of services. So you really want to start talking about results. The best way to do that is in your elevator speech. I call it elevate your elevator speech. And that is, take most elevator speeches are who you work with and what they want. So for example, if I were to say it myself, I work with B2B consultants, entrepreneurs, coaches, and speakers who want to raise their fees. So what? It doesn't say I do it successfully. So here's how you can elevate your elevator speech. I work with B2B experts, entrepreneurs, consultants, coaches, and speakers who want to raise their fees. For example, when one of my clients called, he introduced himself as doing PR. Well, no one wanted to know more until we worked together and found his expertise DNA is crisis management PR, not all PR. Soon as he started introducing himself that way with his elevated elevator speech, people came over to him.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's, you know, that's interesting um, and a great way to to kind of change up the game because... You know, as you were talking about that, what was going through my head is a lot of people will be like, well, I can't raise my fees because there's not an immediate return on investment. They're not getting monetary compensation by what I do. But, you know, we go back to that whole idea of how how many people are out there spending things that they don't get monetary value out of people don't get monetary value out of buying an RV and traveling all over the country, but they do it every single day, you know? So it's not necessarily just about the, the financial return on their investment. It's about the emotional return on their
1: investment. You're absolutely right yes and that's where talk to your clients instead of a, a lot of d- things out there tell us that we have to say it sell someone uh, we develop a program and sell it to them or we develop an ele- a program and pitch it or we develop an elevator pitch i don't use that word because pitching is for baseball <laughs> <laughs> if we're Pitching something, it means we've come up with an idea of what we think the client wants and we're pitching it to them. If you flip it around and say, Here, Mr. Client, Miss Client, how can I help you with your challenges? They'll tell you. And then if you design your services to do that, they will hire you quickly and continue to work with you as long as you help them with that. You don't even have to sell it because you're collaborating on working together.
0: Yeah, you know, and I love analogies and I'm going to extend that pitching analogy when, you know, when you're in baseball and you're pitching that baseball, that is with the assumption that there is a catcher on the other end willing to receive the baseball if you're pitching something and nobody is sitting back on the other side waiting to receive it, it just falls on dead ears.
1: You're exactly right. Exactly right. Mm, I don't, good. Good. With raising your fees,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I'm just kind of thinking about um, some of the challenges that I hear people saying when it comes to raising their fees, and they're like, "Yeah, but there's going to be people that are going to tell me that my fees are too high."
1: Mm
0: -hmm. how do you respond
1: to that that you're you're right they they may say that and the words they say don't tell the full story someone you may raise your fees and have the conversation with them and they may come back and said this is too high or they may say oh this is more than we were expecting or we don't have this in the budget. This is more than our budget. The first thing to do is pause, take a breath, let some of the thoughts come to your mind and then say, oh, this is more than your budget. Tell me more. How do you mean that? You want to clarify exactly what they mean when they say that. One possibility may be they're in the middle of many projects and the, the budget money is committed to these other projects right now and they can't spend as much right now for yours. It could also mean, in which case you can talk to them and say, well, if, if they tell you that we're working on so many projects and we can't do this right now, say, when would be a good time to get back to you about this? It's not a yes, no situation. It doesn't have to be yes, no. Uh,
0: You know what? I'm going to pull that apart because I love what you're saying here uh, for a few reasons. One is, you know, I think our natural tendency is when somebody says um, your fees are too high, it's to feel attacked um, and judged uh, Mm -hmm. and by taking that pause, that gives us a moment to remove that initial feeling of judgment or um, overwhelm in that, uh, that kind of point. The second thing is, I think we tend to assume if they're saying that We've done something wrong or they're in a situation and, you know, the old adage about assuming, (laughs) you know, (laughs) um, you know, we, we definitely don't want to make those assumptions. And if we stop right there, there's a good chance that they will, would still have moved forward with us. That's right. But we've made a judgment call based on our own preconceived notions and shut the entire process down
1: you're exactly right exactly right the other thing along those lines it's their job to ask if we can lower our fees they've been trained to do this and it's part of their job if you're talking and their job may be on the line if they simply accept the first thing mm-hmm. so you that's why you want to clarify what exactly is their situation and if you say one of the things you can say is, you know, and once you understand what they mean, well, you know, we've looked at everything very carefully and given you the best price we can for the results you want to achieve. Right? And be quiet. And then they may come back with something. they could come back with okay, Or they could come back and still say, Well, you know, this is really a little more than we can do right now, and say, Okay, this is, we've given you the best price to get the results you want. What part of this would you like us to take out or do with you later? Mm -hmm. That way, you're working with them. They want the solution, they want help with what they want help with. You can do that. And when you're, taking part of it out the fees for that part go down you're not lowering your fees it's the fees for the engagement that go down yeah not low it's very important to not lower your fees and especially not give a discount mm. so many people talk to me about yes well my client said this is to your fees are too high so I'm thinking of giving them a discount and it's just like <laughs> Top of my head almost flies off. I get so upset about that. It's like, no, no, no. You not give a discount. When you discount your fees and your services, you're discounting yourself and your expertise. You're saying it really isn't worth that much. Yeah. The value's not there. What you can do, and you'll you'll make a judgment call what you can do is see if there's part of your services that we could do next quarter. You talk to them, can we do this next quarter? And then, or you could say, well, you know, there are some additional things we can, if we keep the fees, you know, keep the fees at this higher rate because that's what it's going to take to get your results. I will also give you, some additional check-in meetings where we check on everything every quarter to be sure things are on track. Mm. So you're giving them something additional for the same fees. Right, right. You're not giving a discount. (laughs) Well,
0: and all of this makes great sense. I mean, you know, logically, we know it for sure. Uh, And, and yet, uh, and I'm, I'm going to, kind of put a pin in this and because I want to come back to it and answer it after our in-flight snacks. But at the end of the day, I think some people are like, hey, Jan, I get it. I know all of this logically. Um, So I'm going to ask you a key question when we come back, but first we're going to do our in-flight snacks. Are you ready? Absolutely. I love it. So our first question for you, how do you define success?
1: The way I define success is I think of something like goals or a vision that I have that I want to, a place that I want to get to. And then I ask myself, what does success look like? The reason is if I only say, well, I want this and this and this, I want my lifestyle to be this, I want to live here, I want a house that's like this. If you simply say, I want a better lifestyle, Our brains don't know how to get there. Mm. If you describe, so the important part is to describe in detail what does success look like and you know when you've achieved it.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Next snack. What is or will be the first thing that you outsource in your business?
1: I've outsourced almost before the word was invented. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and what I've realized a long time ago, the, the, my business, the biggest part of my business is what for me to be in, fr- in front of the public, speaking, working with clients, out there with clients, not in the back office. Um, I'm also a visionary person and I don't do the details well. So, in order for me to be out doing what I do best and what I love to do, then I outsource the back office things. For example, I have someone help with the tracking. Um, for for example, keeping track of things, the financials for sure, but there are other things too. I do a lot of podcast guesting, for example, and I have someone keep a spreadsheet with all of the links the description of the podcast, who the audience, what the date was, etc. Could I do that myself? Sure. The not best the best use things, of your time. <laughs> not the best. No, for my business to be what I want it to be and go where I want it to go, I'm out front. So someone else takes care of those things.
0: Perfect. Absolutely love that. Now, if you could totally unplug and go <laughs> on a four-week vacation, Where would you go or what would you do?
1: Great question. I love this one. I would go to an island by the ocean where I could sit on the beach in the shade with the salt air breezes blowing past me. And it would be an island where there are other people to meet with, coffee shops, wine bars, restaurants, an active island by the beach. And I I don't do nothing well. <laughs> I don't like to do nothing. And so, but sitting by the beach, what I find is uh, my thoughts of business and all everything in my it just evaporate, and I have a chance to absorb some new ideas and new perspective.
0: Hmm fun. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm definitely the mountain girl, but uh, I get the whole beach thing. So, uh, you know, I'm there. I understand it.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm not the beach person. Like most people are. I want to be in the shade. What? I do not in the No, I'm not in the water and being by the water, but I'm not. No, I'm, and I never sit and do nothing.
0: Ah, good, good. All right. So let's get back to that other question that I was going to ask you. And that is, you know, we know logically that we should be doing this. So what's holding people back and what can they do to overcome that?
1: Yeah, good question. If if you thought about it, well, raising your your first isn't all that easy to do. And it's especially not easy to do alone. If you've thought about it and haven't done it yet, it could be you don't have the courage and confidence. Um, there are ways to build the courage and confidence. The biggest one I find, though, is a lot of times you do, we don't see the what I call your expertise DNA, which is your unique combination of skills and expertise that makes you different from someone else who provides the same services. Mm. And if you don't understand that, it's hard to talk about yourself and what you bring to your clients. Once they understand that, it's like, oh yes, now I see because I have special expertise in both. Um, one one of my clients, for example, um, it works as a financial consultant for businesses who are looking for funding and venture capital. She's also an attorney. That's a unique combination. And when she understood that those things together make it possible for her to get results, that's when she understood what her value was. Then she could talk about it. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to talk about ourselves and say why we're remarkable or why we're, it seems like bragging. So a lot of people hold back from that.
0: Ah, good stuff. Okay, so tell me, if somebody wants to learn more, if they want to kind of take that next step, how can they connect with you to learn more about your services, your products, and all of the amazing things you do?
1: Excellent question. The best way is to go to my website, and that is raiseyourfees.com. Simple as that, raiseyourfees.com. Could be easier. My book is there, and I also have um, other information about myself. My email is jan at com. I answer my email. I talk to people. I have brainstorming sessions. I don't push you into anything. So I'm very accessible. So the best way my website.
0: I love it. And if somebody happens to find your social media and connect with you, because we'll have all your links uh, via show notes, if they connect with you via social media, what are they going to learn about Jan that is totally not business related?
1: Okay. Um, What what they'll learn is several things. (laughs) Um, One is I'm not like everybody else. (laughs) And another, very specifically, when I'm not, doing my business and strategizing and working with people on raising their bees and speaking. I'm in New York city, meeting new people, talking with friends, having interesting, stimulating conversations and sketching cityscapes and buildings with watercolor.
0: How fun. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we'll have to go check out some of your watercolors. I would love to, to see what those are. Thank you so much, Jan. This has been amazing. I am thrilled to have had this conversation with you today. I look forward to staying connected and seeing where things go. And for those of you out there, I really encourage you to um, connect with Jan uh, via her website. I know she's got a book that's fabulous. She's got her elevate uh, your elevator speech program. And uh, get to know more about her. We will have another guest next week and another awesome episode of Coaches Copilot. So stay tuned for another flight. Thank you so much.
1: We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.